Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Of course, the story about the negotiations around the hostages is a very, very important one, one we're following very closely, but a lot of information, a lot of misinformation, which has really very much been part of the fabric of this particular war. Baruch Gad is the editor and a board member of Shachar's Israel. We wanted to chat to him. What do we know? What don't we know? What is the, what are the principles around this? You know, we've had a lot of negativity around the release uh, uh, back in the day of uh, Gilad Shalit and, and some of the terrorists that went back to do some horrendous things. How does Israel manage this? How do they get this right? Baruch Gad, a very good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Thank you very much for having me, Howard. Uh, very good morning to the people of South Africa and to you in general. Um, very good morning to everyone. I'm doing all right. We are doing great here in Israel. And as an Hashem, with God's grace, we are hoping to be on the victory side. Absolutely. So the, but the, the whole idea or the whole notion of this negotiation for the hostages, obviously the, the it can't be understated how important it is to get the hostages back, or at least we unfortunately know it's not going to be all of them, but uh, some of them. How does Israel balance this? It's a very, very difficult one to get right. It is at the moment. Um, I can tell you that for sure. Uh, lots of family. Families are heartbroken here. Uh, families are completely in this rate of this very moment. Um, it's not clear it's, um, directions of what is actually happening. Uh, there's been a source of uh, the negotiations we've heard. And other times we also have there's been a kind of signs of positive news around the corner. But what we've also seen here is uh, a lot of the processes that have been happening and people were demanding that the government do all that is, you know, capable of doing to make sure that the hostages and the people are brought back home safely, which is the right thing to do, actually. And the most important part of this is to realise that we are dealing with not a civilised group of uh, terrorists. Mm. These are, terrorists are never a civilised group of people. These are people who, who have the minds and minds sort of kidnapping babies as young as nine months old. So you can imagine what the situations of those are. We have people, who, pregnant women, who are given birth in, in captivity. And these are the kind of people we're dealing with in the situation. And as it stands at the moment, uh, no, the hostages aren't home yet. And we are completely praying and we're hoping that the hostages are back. Mm, mm. So the, the and are the families obviously there's a lot of protest, there's a lot of demand for discussions. Uh, is there a sense that the families are uh, feeling that that it is being taken care of? I must tell you something. There's something we need to understand here. There's two different um, scenarios here. It, the being taken care of as a family, it's a unique thing. And on the other hand, you're having families for over 46 days without their family members. Mm. And it's not amount of taking care of that anyone will be looked at that is very important in time and will be sufficient enough. What is more important is that we bring them back home. That is the most important discussion at this very point in time. These children, these families, elderly people, these young and old people have been in captivity in the hands of the most barbaric form of human terrorists that Human have actually witnessed, and that is the most important discussion at this very important time. Is to point out why are they still in captivity? Why mm, are mm. these people still being held? 
And it, it, it's a discussion that needs to be had, and that's what we're having. That's what a lot of us are discussing, that a lot of us are pushing, that the people, the young people who have been kidnapped, the elderly, the, you know, the vulnerable people are let free of. And then we see people back in London, back in, in America, and continue to protest and, and call it for ceasefire. And the question dives to differ. We are yet to witness people who are actually calling for the release of the hostages. You can imagine, for example, you have a Thai woman who had given birth to captivity. She's not an Israeli. She's not even Jewish. She has nothing. These are people who have now been kidnapped by the terrorists and have been taking them for the game of, as usual, what we've always known about them. It didn't start today. We can take it as far back as we can go over. Look at the PLO, the hijacking of the planes. These have always been their strategies. Yesterday, there was also another incident mm -hmm. of a kidnapping of a sheep and so on and so forth. So it's not a situation of uh, an easy discussion that can't easily you know, be discussed in this form. As it stands at the moment, um, they're not really a very positive sign. The Qatarians are saying uh, there is a positive sign. It's a, a little bit of a window, but I can tell you that that is not the case. Because what the case, what they're asking for is a moment to stop in a completely attempt to rescue the hostages. And what that will do is allow the terrorists to replenish their weaponry and get into forces again. So it's interesting because are you, are you suggesting to some extent uh, that maybe the fact that there isn't particularly strong international condemnation or pressure around the demanding the return of the hostages, if people were marching around the world saying return these hostages, return these babies, return a woman who's just had a baby whilst being taken at her most, probably the most vulnerable time in her life, being forced to give birth, uh, maybe Maybe in a tunnel. We, we, don't, we don't know, uh, but horrific. So if we had international pressure, there would certainly be a greater chance of getting the hostages back alive. At this stage, it, it, there, there really doesn't seem to be a sincere interest from around the world. There's a demand for ceasefire, but there doesn't seem to be much of a demand for the return of these hostages. That is absolutely the, um, the discussion at the moment. There is no sincerity on the path of, you know, the people we're supposed to be negotiating with, right? Mm. And what, what in this, in a word are we looking at here? It is a term, what we, we need to call it exactly what it is. The normalizing of state taking, the normalizing kidnapping of a people. We're still in the discussion of letting go of the people that have been kidnapped on the 7th of October. What happened yesterday, we're hearing of a, you know, kidnap of a sheep. That, so you, it's not a people acting in good faith. We, we, we can't really have that discussion with this law. But I really would wish that every democratic nations in the world, every nations, every people around the world would actually put out a pressure and make sure that these hostages are brought back. But unfortunately, as the case may be, um, as it stands at the moment, you can't trust the, the people who would fire a rocket behind the baby, their babies and their children and the, and the guns and nurseries. And you would expect those kind of people to honor an agreement? It's, it's, it's a difficult situation mm, to be mm, in. Mm. I would not, I would not certainly uh, trust any discussion or any, you know, formality that's come up from their side at, the, at this very moment. What we clearly do know for sure is that the Qatarians are putting up press releases. And then you begs you to question 
what is the reason behind the press releases that the Qatarians are putting out? Because the Qatarians are actually the elite sponsor of, of this group of people. Saying all they had to do is simply give up the hostages, surrender, and that's the end of this whole discussion. That's this is the end of this whole problem. But unfortunately, as it stands at the moment, the Qatarians are putting up papers and in it, they're putting up press releases, and this is basically what they're doing. Look, um, a Dogger, for example, it's another situation. They escalate the situation. They know this escalating the situation. They escalating the situation more and more and more. Say, we're not having a positive sign. Unfortunately, I'm not sad to tell the people that Hamas is not a people you can't negotiate with. And no one in their rightful mind should be negotiating that. The only language that Hamas understands is language of defeat. And that is exactly what needs to happen. Unfortunately, for the hostages, I do honestly believe in, in my side of the view and the side of the thoughts around here in Israel. Everyone thinks and wants the hostages as back as possible, do whatever is necessary to get them back home safe as possible. But unfortunately, the images and information, the intelligence that are coming up around, it's clearly seen that you know, Hamas is using this as a game. Mm, mm. Do you think that Israelis are supportive, would be supportive of releasing um, Hamas prisoners in exchange for the hostages? Because it's a very difficult situation. Obviously, that, that's, what, that's what the Hamas wants, isn't it? That's what the Hamas are asking for. But that is a no-go area. I can tell you this. It's, it's, it's an unacceptable area. Because when you accept that, what happens is they go back and do exactly the same thing all over and over. The, leaders, the leader of the Hamas movement, the terrorist group, was released in a, in a hostage situation as much as this. You know, we all know that. What happened? He becomes the leader of the worst terrorist group existing at the moment. Not only is he continuing to terrorize people, but he has advanced his missions to continue to go outside of the shores of Israel. It is now a global threat. It is a global threat at the moment because the sheep that are currently kidnapped a few days ago are not even an Israeli one. See, these are very, very important discussions that people need to continue to have. What is the threat of Hamas to global security? threat of Hamas to global security is enormous, and it's something that the global the world must come together to make sure that we defeat these forces of evil together. And uh, that is absolutely right. That is where we leave it. Baruch Gad uh, talking to us from Israel, talking about the hostage situation. It's a very, very difficult one indeed. We know that there were very negative impact and negative effects of uh, the Gilad Shalit negotiation release of hostages then. And uh, I think Israelis are absolutely petr- petrified, rightfully so, that this could happen again.